0: What's going on, fellas? Ah, cheese, man, nothing, man. We're just hanging out and stuff. You want to get hot? Don't be scared of me. Stop it, motherfucker! Stop it! Happy Ender! (laughs) Nick! Call me a second, one
1: more time! Call me a second! Nick's antics inside the octagon fuck with a lot of people's heads.
0: What the fuck is he talking about? What does that even mean yeah, yeah, And then the entire time the fight is going on, like, what, bitch? What you going to do, bitch? What you going to do, bitch? And then you hit him. Oh, bitch, I just stung you, bitch. You did to Now I am the commander. The destroyer of girls. you're already
2: dead! We
1: shall never surrender, whatever the guts may be. Yeah, that's the million in
0: the fucking town.
1: I'm not Nick Diaz. I'm the Nick Diaz of Knots.
0: Welcome to the show. Episode 128 with podcast guest sentient future.
2: Hey, Nick Diaz of Knots. Woo! Let's
1: get it! Episode 100. 11- and 28 of the Nick Diaz of Knox podcast and on the line joining me today none other than Alan Sentient Future. Dude how are you doing today?
2: I am doing extremely well thanks. How about yourself?
1: Oh, I'm doing amazing. I've gotten over the initial shell shock of uh, version 3.0 anchor and now I'm, I'm I'm starting to be okay with the idea that the old anchor is no longer going to be uh, the current anchor so uh, i 'm doing pretty good uh have you uh have you put anything out on the new I, I I think I actually just did just did see you did put something out on the new platform already right uh
2: so i did uh really i'm just testing a few things out uh, the main opportunity I see for anchor for me if this in fact is a feature coming along is the ability to add a custom image to an, an episode. Yes. Right? Now, I, I gather that's kind of a rumor, because neither Katie nor I could figure out whether it works. We don't think it's... Custom. I've done it. Have you?
1: Just to let you know, the Nick Diaz of Knots has done it. How,
2: how, how did you done it? <laughs>
1: so, uh, there's, there's two ways. And you can do it from your phone. What? However, however, note, you cannot add custom images to your anchor episodes using the anchor app itself
2: Uh, on the web clipper
1: on the wet on the, on the new anchor 3.0 dashboard, you can add, you can go into the details of every single episode you have and upload an image. And you, and I, I found out last night, I thought I would have to do it from my laptop. But then I was like, "Hmm, I do have a web browser on my phone. I wonder if I can get the dashboard on my phone." And and you can. And so I was uploading images from my phone last night.
2: Lovely. I kind of thought that might have been how it happened or how it works. So that's thrilling. Um, as a quick aside, so I see an opportunity to take some of the, you know, the real time or maybe not the real time, but the the, the relevant uh, sort of self and con- and contextual measurements that i that i do and Mm -hmm. um use that as content that people can potentially refer to and use anchor as an audio method of explaining what's there why it's relevant why it's interesting how someone might reproduce it for themselves
1: absolutely with the addition of custom pictures comes like a, a picture a picture says a thousand words as the classic saying goes and a thousand words is way more words than we probably say in in a normal conversation or a podcast that we do so it just adds to your point this other level of explanation of understanding to the to the listener that um we didn't have before and uh honestly i don't know if you had any experience if you uh were part of the mass uh, migration partial migration over to the lemur app a couple of weeks ago
2: uh, no, I briefly took a look at it at the app store, but i didn 't bother downloading it. I was happy with with anchor at of the time. course
1: of course uh, i honestly i'd never even heard of another social audio app other than sentient uh, other than sentient future I'm looking at your uh Instagram right now other than the lemur app and um so I downloaded lemur and then since then I heard of Vaudel as well, and that 's a pretty cool place too yep and I highly recommend if you are in the social media social audio. Landscape. Even if you're happy, like 100 happy with Anchor or whatever, it I the benefit I got from going to Lemur is being like, oh, there's so much more opportunity, it, it, like a, a different opportunity that I didn't even realize. And now, one one of the biggest things with Lemur is you could upload custom images to every episode, right. and so that that you can literally see my Instagram. I swear to God, is just like a. You're taking the pulse of what I'm, what I'm thinking at the time. And you can see the evolution of my Instagram posts and it changes around the time I come across lemur, because again, to your point, I'm like, Oh my God, I can now talk through pictures to my audience. And I don't have to just like have my graphic, my, my logo up there. I can, I can really uh, make it very uh, episode specific. And then lo and behold, version 3.0 Anchor brings us custom episode images. So uh, I'm extremely happy with that, that me, feature me for sure.
2: I'll be thrilled if and when that gets added to the app because I think that would be even more streamlined.
1: And... No question. And I, I was honestly super surprised to see it. Not I tried so hard. I tried everything and I thought I was going crazy, probably just like you and KT did not I'm sure many other people out there did because they they, they heard custom images and yep. then they can't find it. And uh, it, I would highly recommend if you haven't really, you, you Alan, or, or any listener out there, if you haven't done a deep dive into the new dashboard that's become available to us all uh, Anchor anchor.fm on any browser, it's, it's fascinating. And especially you, I'm looking at your Instagram here and I know, you are the Excel boss essentially of the uh <laughs> of the Anchor <laughs> FAM. So uh, you know, it gives it gives you not nearly as much data as I would want or I personally feel I need, but it's another level that uh that we didn't have before and it's gonna it's a game changer.
2: It it is gra-
1: gratitude, right, for what we do have. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely.
2: One of the um just one other thing, I guess, related to that. And that is, you know, it's it's one thing I see sort of Instagram stories really, uh, you know, pushing out images and, and potentially putting out some, uh, some audio with it. But what I like about potentially uh, doing this on Anchor is that you can then have a conversation, right, <laughs> around the description of the image, right? So if there are questions or if there are, if people's interest is peaked and they have uh, some ideas of where they want to take it or some suggestions of where we might take it that it, it's interactive in that sense too uh, as opposed to one directional which is what I've sensed most of the audio uh, slash visual combinations have been thus far hmm
1: no it's definitely a good point we're living in the age of Instagram where people's attention is just like to i, I, I it's funny I remember years ago when you know podcasting really wasn't what it is today, especially with Anchor and, and all this stuff. And I remember telling my friends about like my friends, my brothers, all this different stuff about you know how many Joe Rogan episodes I've listened to and all that stuff. And there are three hours of conversation. Like how do you how do you get through that? And, and you've done multiple of these, let alone hundreds, if not now a thousand of them. Yeah. And and people really have a hard time when you give them those hard numbers, like a half hour of your time. And it's like, Oh man, think of all the things I could get done in that half hour. I don't know if listening to two people talk about something that I don't necessarily know if I care as much about it as them. I don't know if I'm going to commit myself to that, but if they see a picture and get more of a story from that picture about what you guys are talking about, you know, you might just get a new listener just from
0: that.
2: You very well could. And okay can i can I take this uh conversation mm-hmm. slightly ad- adjacent here but please I, I love with, like, adjacent conversations okay, cool so one of the reasons I think that's worked for you, and correct me if I'm wrong is that listening is passive
0: mm yes, right? exactly, and,
2: and so you're not sacrificing whatever it is that you were doing or say what your highest priorities were by listening to it right
1: for so the I- most part, I would say uh right. you don't get to listen to all the podcasts and audio uh stuff that I have without necessarily sacrificing mostly sleep. But, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, to your point, most of the listening that I do is done in transit while I'm commuting, while I'm on a road trip somewhere, it's almost never sitting down and like listening to a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So, sure. so to your point is that, that, that's what people don't want to commit to. They're like, Oh, I'm, yeah, it's like reading a book. I got to sit there and read, uh, read the podcast. And it's not like that at all. It's it's something that you can do passively while actively listening, which is kind of ironic, actually.
2: For sure. And and so I came across something the other day that, uh, you know, how my, my views on creativity being, you know, uniting a bunch of previously unconnected or disconnected ideas, right? In such yes. sort of unique way. So I think that sort of the final puzzle piece for me in this one area came the other day and my mind was blown. I want to share it with you. I haven't talked to anybody about it. But, awesome. Awesome. Um, I'm
1: on I'm, I'm all ears. I'm like <laughs> on my top uh, my hands are on my chin right now. I'm fascinated.
2: <laughs> so someone recently has developed a... Okay, so, so, you know, our sense of hearing is mm-hmm. actually among the most sensitive of our senses. Uh, it can detect a range that is many, many orders of magnitude uh, different. So... When we here, really like you've heard of Devils and everything, right? I mean, of course, you're, yeah. You're, yeah you're,
1: I'm, you're I'm, I'm a musician. Guy, right? I'm a trained a videographer, it, exactly. audio engineer type of thing. Yeah.
2: So. so for sure. So, uh, they were talking about, you know, helping people um, sort of understand or see, quote unquote, uh, using sounds, right? Because mm. the resolution of us being able to hear sounds, both you know pitch and tone and all that kind of stuff, as well as volume. But right, because that is so fine, uh, there's actually a really neat opportunity for us to use sound. You can almost think of it in similar to like echolocation, but like sound to navigate or to interpret the things around us. Mm-hmm. Right? Think about like an AI interpreting what's around us and then converting that into a sound, and and in time Weak. we learn, um, you know, what those sounds mean. And I uh, can pick up on some, some subtleties that we might not pick up either visually or with other senses. Right.
1: Absolutely. I, I I'm, I'm, I'm listening. I'm actively listening, but my mind is pouring with ideas as it yep. does with you guys. So I, I got to write these things down. Otherwise I'm never going to Absolutely. get it.
2: So, so, so this in itself is, is interesting, but it's not, you know, the, the end of where I'm heading with. Yeah. This. You know, I, I love it. Yeah. So I'm thinking, okay, so here is this way for us to quote-unquote see, right? Through Even sound. Through, through sound or, you know, to, to be aware of our surroundings, of our context, of ourself, right? Obviously because truly
1: it. what is seen? Sure,
2: right? Uh, it, 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 it's really, yeah, but that's all it is, is, is really yeah, sensing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what's around us. So I started to ask myself the question, well, what other senses could we possibly ta- tap into uh, it, when it comes to understanding what's going on around us and i mean in a very complex fashion right and i was thinking of the sense of touch uh-huh. and so for me i don't know if you have an apple watch or what have you but I, I do not yet one, no. have had one for a couple of years and i've noticed that there are actually some custom haptic um apps that you can get i haven't really explored them too too much okay but I, I was thinking you know automation wise and as wearables become more and more common and, and and that type of thing not necessarily watches but but other
1: things uh-huh that we, we start wearing the technology on our body yeah
2: yeah for sure right i think there are some uh some health related shirts and, and the like that that are out
1: there right now i've like, even right? heard of fashionable shirts that can just change color you push a button and then change color anyways continue
2: yeah 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 for sure so i'm um, like how neat would it be right if we sort of potentially got regular updates on whatever it is that we cared about through the sense of touch right and i don't mean just a notification Mm -hmm. not just a single thing here but almost like almost like a stream almost like a, a real time almost like you're listening
1: almost like your thoughts from your touch
2: it, it, exactly, like it's a continuous stream, and then as things ebb and flow, and whatever, whatever it is that you're measuring, I mean, I could probably think of some examples. But... I was
1: gonna say an example I think would be really powerful here if, if you could think of something because I, yeah. I think I understand the principle, but I'm trying to think of an example. Like uh...
2: okay, so so here's here's one right. Think about watching a basketball game. Gotcha, I love okay. it. Practical, okay. I love Practical. it. You're watching an NBA basketball game, and you've got this push and pull basically between the two teams. The ball itself is going from one end of the court to the other. Uh Right. And you have certain, um, you know, you have certain feelings, let's say high, high pitched or high, or a high frequency. uh, Yeah. Frequency, you know, sort of excited type uh, haptics related to your team, taking the ball closer to the other team's net and, you know, getting close to scoring and the like. Right. And, on on the other side you know maybe there is you know maybe one's frequency maybe the other is is depth or something like that okay uh, and you get to feel the progress or the momentum shift and change and flow in the game in addition to either watching it or listening it uh listening to it
1: Eared. you're talking about like a physical feedback almost
2: i'm, I'm thinking about a physical feedback like I don't know if I've ever really mentioned this or if it's come across, but the Sentient worldview is largely based on um, the fundamental principles around feedback loops, right? It's it's an engineering principle, but it it, it comes up in almost every other thing, um, psychology, so on and so Uh forth. uh That's why it's so universal. That's why it's so applicable. So the the idea that we can sense what's around us and or something with ourselves, almost regardless what it is, um, and as we have better and better integration with technology and life, um, to the extent that it is valuable, right, for, for us and our respective goals, uh-huh. that um, we can find unique ways to experience that which is around us, other than just the visual, which I think is easy. We obviously
1: default to that. but it, Because it's the most overwhelming of our senses, I personally feel. Because I, I it's think just... so.
2: Yeah, it's the one that, that, that can really grab our attention. But think about, um, you know, the passiveness of listening, for the most part, Think about the passiveness of touch. Uh, well,
1: I mean, I mean, literally, I think, I think I'm, I might be, my brain might be broken, dude. I, I don't think I think like other people. So, like, I, I even said last night, I didn't get out of my apartment really uh, yesterday because I've been puppy sitting. But I said to somebody last night, I'm like, I haven't felt the wind on my face yet today, and I'm like, I'm very aware of touch, and, and I feel like all my senses, but to your point, I don't think a lot of people even consider that they're being overwhelmed by their vision. They're just like, oh yeah, I'm seeing right now. (laughs) Like it it doesn't even get that deep. And, and so I just want to say, A, thank you for sharing this idea because it, it might sound crazy to some people and it, and as you were explaining it, it might have even sounded a little crazy to you, but it's, like, I'm a big believer in crazy ideas and that obviously there's no such thing as a dumb idea because we're all getting, with every new idea, <laughs> new ideas don't come from doing regular shit and thinking normally. So um, no. Even if, even if this is a completely quote unquote crazy idea, I love it. I absolutely love it. Because what you're talking about is basically the biggest challenge in AI, and I watched a thing on this last night. Actually, is that for a long time they thought that the robotics were gonna be um, the thing about AI, like how do we get the body of this this new thing to to work? And yep. now all the money is going into AI and not the physical robot, but how the robot thinks. Because unless the robot can look around and understand not only where it is, but more importantly, what it is, and if it can have some process to figure it, figure itself out, there's a video online of a robot getting AI injected into itself, essentially, think of it, think of like, I don't know, think of an inanimate object in your place, like a tripod, a little tripod in your in your room or something like that. And and all of a sudden, it comes to life, but it, it, it starts off. With zero knowledge absolutely nothing and then it like moves one of its legs and it's like okay i have a leg and then it like uses that leg to like move around and then eventually realizes it has three legs and then it teaches itself to move in the most efficient way that it can learn how to do and and basically all i'm trying to get to here is the the thinking has switched from the technology the hard the hardware to the software ai so that it can better See and perceive the world that we humans take for granted with our touches and all of our senses and stuff.
2: Yeah, I I think that's it's really interesting. Um, you probably came across this um, in, in the very same vein. Um, this article, maybe a month or so ago, I think it was Google's, you know, uh, Deep Mind or Deep, Deep Mind, or, yes, or, or Alpha Alpha Go. Alpha um, Go, yes, or, sir. I just that. having just taught itself, knowing only the rules, but with no. Prior human experience, and you know that in a way just it, it, it prevented it from any human bias,
1: I guess, around what
2: success means. Um, and it kind of got to figure out what the, what it really was. So no, no.
1: Do you want to just explain? what DeepMind and alpha go is for anybody out there who who might yeah. not be on the cutting edge of technology like the two of us seem to be <laughs> <laughs>
2: for sure yeah so sorry for for taking that for granted no 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 um, i
1: i appreciate it i appreciate it i just every time somebody says something really interesting that i'm like ooh, there's a lot of people out there that would love to hear like that unpacked i think so
2: yeah for sure so i'll i think i can get the specifics mostly right here But Google has developed an AI platform that uh, basically learns or knows how to teach itself, right? So previously, there were sort of two different bodies or pieces to artificial intelligence. One were machine learning algorithms, and then the other ones were... uh, yeah, I'm trying to remember. Hmm. Yeah, uh, but, but, but you you probably know more about that than me, yeah. actually. Google Google found an opportunity to really combine the two. And so the way that uh, it had worked, I guess, in the fall of last year was it was uh, Google and, and its DeepMind project were able to learn from thousands of uh, human-played games of Go, which is similar to chess but much more complex, it, and, it's,
1: it, it's, it, there's as many moves in Go, this ancient Chinese game, I do believe it's Chinese, <laughs> I apologize if it's not, um, but there's as many potential moves in Go as, they, they say, as atoms in the universe. Whereas yes. there's 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 a certain number, and it's not that many.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's an order of magnitude more complex. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, or sorry, many orders of magnitude. Many orders, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Right. So... Um, so they they initially had this game or uh, this uh, AI technology, DeepMind, uh, w- which I think they called uh, AlphaGo. AlphaGo,
1: yeah. Uh,
2: they had it learn from a bunch of human games, and then it was able to successfully trounce the uh, world champion human players. Right. Okay. Uh,
1: the, so- the The best Go player in the world, this computer beat him four games out of five.
2: Yes. Yeah, exactly. So, which in itself is extremely impressive. And then, a uh, few months later, they developed what I think is called Alpha Zero.
1: And, I don't think I've heard about this, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited to hear. Okay. Even, even if you don't get all the facts right, I'm fascinated here.
2: Yeah, so, so this one is basically a big brother to Alpha Go. And mm-hmm. rather than have it learn from a bunch of human games, they gave it no games whatsoever to learn from. <laughs> oh, no! All they gave it were the rules.
1: I swear, I swear, you mix those two, and we got like the king and queen of the AI community coming here, people.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's, it's it's kind of ridiculous. Well, and so that's the thing is though that this uh, they, they taught, taught it only the rules, and then I think it spent a couple of hours playing against, and obviously thousands of games. Of course, playing, playing against AlphaGo, right, and playing against playing against itself.
1: I was gonna say I, I I would I would I thought you were gonna say it learned off of AlphaGo and you're saying it did, but it also yeah. learned off of just itself and just like spending time essentially with a chessboard. If you if you if people out there who have no idea what Go is, picture just this computer sitting there and just playing chess with itself for days, out yeah. like weeks,
2: like like tens of thousands of games, tens right? of
1: thousands of games because and, it can and... go at an extreme pace compared to our, our slow minds, where there's like ooh, is that the best move? They're like, no, no we're just going to try this, try this, try this, try this, try this.
2: For sure, right? And so I, I misspoke briefly there. Yeah, all they had to do was play against itself oh, to learn. So in a couple of, you know, r- you know, calendar hours, whatever, but, you know, it's obviously mm-hmm. played thousands of games. Uh, it became in- incredible. Um, it then trounced AlphaGo. Wow. Something like I don't know if a draw is possible. I think it
1: might be. I think like, it might it, be two, but I can't remember yeah, how it's possible. I, I I'm, it was, I'm not that educated in Go, but.
2: I think it was something like it, it then played 100 games against AlphaGo. And I could be wrong, but I think it won like nearly all of them and maybe had a couple of draws. Wow. Uh, like, I don't think it, it, it didn't lose.
1: Wow. Ever. And, 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 <laughs> I mean, in, in chess, in Go and stuff like that. Even, even the, the Alpha Go, he didn't win all the games. Like, it's almost impossible to win all the games in a series. It, it almost never happens. Even the great uh, Bobby yeah. Fischer, he lost at least one game, I think, if not two during his great match. But then he came back and won five in a row, which nobody does. So um, it, it, it's such an impressive story. And, again, it's kind of scary, like you said, because these things are learning – like, literally, uh, the, the, the proof is in the pudding. They beat a human player, arguably the, one of the greatest human thinkers, if you want to just boil down what that game is. It's thinking. It's intuition. They say that some, sometimes some of the best moves in Go, when they, when they ask the, uh, the player, like, why did you do that? They're like, it's just a feeling I had. That's it. Yeah. It's not like, ooh, I thought that would be a good strategy. It's just like, nope. I felt like this was the move. And it's
2: and, like, and now robots thing,
1: right? have
2: beaten human intuition. Absolutely. Right. And uh, I'm not sure if you've caught this episode on, on intuition and flow which I did sort of way back when, but the, the idea of intuition um, being reliable is when we have such deep experience within a topic and you know, when we don't, intuition is actually pretty lousy, but when we have deep experience in a topic, our feeling around, a new something new within that field uh, is actually pretty good, even if we can't quite put our finger on it, because we've developed this sense of what is good and what's bad, um, you know, subjectively.
1: Right, exactly. Right. And, and uh, one of the best examples that I can think of right now is the. Uh, I learned a lot about chess back in the day. I'm not the best at chess, but I, le- I know a lot about it. And apparently, not apparently, there are our own. How do I explain this? Chess pieces have a specific way of moving, and because of that, there are there are literally only a certain specific number of patterns the and places the pieces can be, and they, there are places on the board that specific pieces can never be. Okay, and and apparently, a, a chess grandmaster or something like that has the ability to basically just look at a chess like board that's all set up all the pieces are everywhere and he's like nope that's not right that's not that's not possible because they just have all these images in their head of all the possibilities and it only takes to your point seeing something that doesn't that some, like a, a seeing a, a triangle piece that doesn't fit into their square hole and they're like nope nope that's wrong and that's that's kind of what you're talking about right there is that recognition
2: it, it, it is. A, a quick aside that you might find interesting, uh, you know, odd fact, and I think it was you know, probably 20 years ago or so, but they did a memory test around pieces on a chess board between non-chess players and between grandmasters, wow. right? And so uh, the way that it, uh, I think the outcome was basically that regardless of whether the pieces on the board were uh, realistic or not, or they could be achieved in an actual game or not, uh, the people who are non-chess players, They were able to memorize the pieces on the board and where those were uh, with about, with about the same rate of, of success, you know, with and without a realistic pattern, right? Then grandmasters, right? Obviously their performance on both was far better, but they had a disproportionately better. They, sorry, they had disproportionately better success measuring or remembering the patterns that were realistic Wow, that, they've come to understand the board so well. And uh, I, I guess in seeing patterns of pieces on the board, they have some sense or idea of how a board would have come to that point. Exactly. That, the story maybe,
1: that led to there.
2: Exactly. And I think that helps or helped them, um, you know, remember it because they were able to tell themselves that story holy, and, shit. and then remember it.
1: Are Whereas, we um, pl- Are we uncovering the secret of AI that it needs to tell itself a story? I haven't heard that idea yet, but it's like we're thinking that it just needs to have that quick intuition, but no, it needs that story to explain what the, what the hell is in front of it and why it's there and how it got there, because that's right. something that we take for granted. I'm looking at all the literally all this stuff in my apartment right now. I'm like, how did this get here? It didn't just like nothing just has legs. The lamp doesn't have legs. So something happened in which yep. this lamp ended up on my desk.
2: Absolutely. But um, a, a
1: robot, he would just come into the world and imagine, close your eyes, everybody, for a second and then just open them and look at the first thing you see and it's like, how did that get there? And that's what a computer would tell itself if It if it like all of a sudden came alive. It's like, what is all this stuff? How did it get here? Like, whose is it? And that's stuff, that stuff that it's just like, oh yeah, this is all my stuff right here. Like, I don't even think about it. But these are all things that are going to help a computer. Or I'm, I'm assuming AI just explain the world and then I'll hopefully interact with it better i guess holy crap
2: yeah and Joe, you know really neat uh i mean i'm just flying off the handle here so i apologize but um the so our brains our human brains um love stories right in developing those connections that's why storytelling is always one of the best ways to get information across it sticks with people right mm-hmm. and not to mention that depending if you're a good storyteller it can be someone more engaging now uh what i was thinking about is that you know yeah you can look around the house and so on and so forth and maybe you can look at things not just for how they are but how they came to be and you know how i, I think i mentioned that i um so i schedule all of my time and i record all of my time. i've
1: been noticing that i wanted to get to that but i didn't yeah. want to jump into because it's, excuse me this conversation is fascinating to me so
2: yeah so so um the the reason part, part of the opportunity i guess i see this, uh, I see in this is that if I, for my own records and sort of uh, in an old school, you know, throw it into Excel type way, start to reflect on my actual behaviors and on data objectively, I get to know myself in sort of this feedback loop, right? Yeah. That what I'm, in a, call it a crude AI, but in the very near future, I suspect, right, we are going to have better and better artificial intelligence assistants that will be able to reflect on um, certain realities, maybe ourselves, maybe our context, maybe whatever it is that we choose to measure. And I think either be able to make better predictions or better uh, be able to um, help us understand ourselves or our behaviors. Or you can think about if there's maybe one habit you want to stop. And uh, back in the background, statistically, there's some correlations. And um, an assistant figures out that, this certain pattern of behaviors leading up to uh, the behavior we don't want to do, let's say it's a bad habit, Mm -hmm. um, that 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 is, you know, a fairly strong correlation. And so it tries to tell us, uh, you know, in advance, hey, you know, um, maybe switch things up today because chances are you're going to go down this path and you're going to end up with that thing that you told me to not let you do.
1: (laughs) Wow. (laughs) um, Wow. You know where my brain went is, is your wearable technology and if, if it starts getting some hormones that you're like stressed out and you're like about to make this stressful decision or whatever and, it's, and a, a thing pops up on your phone or your, your or watch or something, it's just like, hey, buddy, maybe maybe go back to bed today or something like that. It's just yeah. like, holy crap. It can it, The future, who knows? And, and the first step to making any type of change is is awareness. One, and For that sure. only comes with with the additional information or the additional perspectives, you know, from you know somebody who you ask their advice, or from your new wearable technology that's gonna be reading your touch and all the other senses that we're not paying attention to.
2: Yeah, so I've I kind of dove in, you know, with with both feet into the whole self measurement thing, and I don't think I've dove maybe. Even deep enough or wholeheartedly enough, I want to dive headfirst because I think what I what I'm trying to do is is I guess data and information and all that is is that is a form of currency uh, as well. And for my own self, my own health and happiness and fulfillment and, and the like, I want to really get to know myself well. And I see self awareness as being uh, huge, like like so much more powerful uh, given all of these technologies. And so I'm trying to develop, I guess, a, a data set for how it is I spend my time, maybe how I'm feeling, what I've eaten, that type of thing. So I really just know myself well. And even if the technologies right here today aren't yet good enough to evaluate all of those in principle mm-hmm. um, or, or to evaluate those and do some of the predictive stuff that I can maybe start to push the envelope in terms of a, an algorithm that would and uh, have when those technologies do become available, or maybe collaborate with someone and develop it to, um, well, to do something. You know, I'll, I'll have the da- I'll have a bunch of data already. Like, yeah, the AI won't have to start from scratch.
1: Ooh, you just you, know? you just gave me some creeps. Uh, do you watch Black Mirror at all? I don't. So I haven't seen any of the new season, um, but I think it's in the third season. And I'm going to do a little bit of a spoiler here, but it's not too much. The episode is one of the best ones. The way, the best way to describe Black Mirror is, like, really sci-fi near future. Yeah. Very near. And this episode, it basically, a boyfriend dies, and she gets the ability to um, sign up for this service because she's really in mourning and stuff. And she signs up for the service in which this company basically takes all your social media stuff and creates this new AI thing. And so all of a sudden you start getting text messages from your dead boyfriend and they're like, do you want to, I see that you're enjoying this experience. Do you want to take it one step further and we can get him to call you? And then it's just all, you know, gets further and further and further. But um, the first step to any of that is having a collection of data that you can feed into the AI or feed feed into the, the system to help you analyze all this stuff to help you gain that perspective and understanding so that if you wanted to quit smoking, if you wanted to spend more time outside, if you wanted to, whatever, you would have the information and and everything you needed at your disposal to get it done.
2: Absolutely. And I'm not uh, like a pessimist. I think there's a huge opportunity for us to use these things for good. (laughs) Um, Like around, uh, you know, Let's say, you know, okay, I mean, obviously, I don't want to see, you know, wars and the like, but sometimes Mm -hmm. people are on these massive treks and the like, and and their loved ones are back at home, hoping that they're safe, wishing that they were there, missing them, right? Think about this opportunity of being able to interact with, you know, someone or some AI that is at least close to the person that you love to to help quell some of that feeling of missing them. You um, know what I'm
1: thinking about now. I'm thinking about Cortana from from Halo and just this voice in your head that's talking to your wife while you're off at war or something or, or your husband while you're off war because uh, that's, so it's just like uh, and now I'm getting thoughts of Fahrenheit 451 and the family, the digital family that we're all going to have in the future where it's like we're all our families are all like into the system where it's like we'll go into this room and we have all these other people kind of helping us out with their daily stuff but they're not real people they're just based on all of our data right and it's fascinating it's fascinating it just kind of freaks me out sometimes to think about it
2: for for sure and so there's one last piece that that again all these different connected uh ideas that i came across the other day which i thought fits really kind of eerily nicely into this whole thing <laughs> um have you heard of liar bird i have not no liar okay. bird okay you are gonna love this okay so it's spelled l-y-r-e-b-i-r-d l-y-r-d sorry L Y R E R E B I R D like bird. Gotcha. yeah one word dot a-i it's a website
1: dot a-i create a digital copy of voice what the hell is this welcome to the beta version of liar bird. liar bird allows you to create a digital voice that sounds like you with only one minute of audio i'm not giving them my voice dude i am not.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so so i've experimented a little bit with this
1: but oh wow about- it's from facebook and twitter or maybe that's maybe i'm maybe I'm- no
2: it's not I, uh no i think that's how you can connect with them on those platforms uh, I okay i was like <laughs> wait wait wait
1: that they makes it a little don't. more legit for me, but yeah,
2: yeah. So fascinating. So think about you know, in AI, understanding our behaviors um, and and the like. And I, I think there are obviously some some ways that that could be used for good and used, used for evil as well. I'm all for the good. Well, I'm I'm, no I'm, I'm here, looking
1: but... at. Sorry, sorry to cut you off here, but I'm I'm diving in, uh, and they have created a sound clip on their Twitter of Barack Obama saying something. So if you just give me a second here, I'll see if I can get this playing for us.
2: Yeah, it's it's crazy.
1: Oh, you've listened to it? I did. Okay, just I'm just gonna play a second then. Oh, headphones, right? Yeah, that's bad.
0: They launched today their website where you can create a digital copy of your voice. They only need you to record one minute of audio. This is just the beginning and they are working hard to improve their results. They want to use this technology to change the life of everyone that lost their voice to a disease by helping them recover this part of their identity. Wow.
1: That is, that is one of the puzzle pieces to this Black Mirror thing where we're going to have digital copies of ourselves.
2: Right. It's got to be believable. Now, obviously, that you can tell that that's not human. It sounds you, like
1: he's uh, had a stroke and he's um, slurring his words a lot or something like that.
2: But you can tell it's
1: him. I can, I can, if, if, if I close my eyes and somebody played that, I'm like, I would think what's wrong, what, what's wrong with Barack Obama? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: for sure. So um, just to, I guess, wrap a bow around this is, you know, I, I see this opportunity and I'm going to start exploring it, right. To, to collect my own data so that AI assistants in the near future know me well and can help me achieve my goals. Oh, right. Dude. But then um, potentially as uh, chat bots and the like become, available and uh, maybe there's some way to to link in a, a liar bird um account or something with chatbots. you know people can speak to an ai and have it sound a lot like me and say what i would say so <laughs> you know? so and, and, th- and think about just how that allows us to scale whatever the heck we're doing
1: so you're you're on the cutting edge of technology here so i hope i'm not going to surprise you with this um the 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 vr chat the new vr chat that's taking over uh not sure if i've heard of it actually oh i gotcha Uh um so vr chat is this new kind of world that now exists i've never been in it i've seen tons of videos though and basically think about a chat room that you're talking about and, and in my head again i'm i'm looking at the liar bird page you're talking about creating a digital copy of yourself, and uh, and then using the chat box and stuff, and then I'm like, holy crap, VR chat! And what VR chat is is you can sign in and and almost picture it like. Uh, did you ever play Counter Strike?
2: Uh, yeah, I did way back in the day.
1: Yeah, yeah, I actually logged in last night and and ruined some people, so uh, nice. for the first time in a decade. But it, that's where I'm drawing this from is imagine Counter Strike, but you can. Uh, create whatever avatar you want for yourself and then you use your voice and you're just basically running around and you can only talk to people who are in your proximity, just like in real life. And it's crazy that thing, like the things that have apparently happened. I saw a video of a a person who was having a seizure while they were in the VR chat and all these people came over and they're trying to just offer words of encouragement and stuff like that. But it's like, Holy crap people are just living in this VR chat world. And now if you get liar bird and then you get some type of hologram copying thing of yourself, and then the chat bot thing, oh my God, there's just going to be the, it, we're literally creating the matrix here and yeah. VR chat is the start.
2: We, we really are. Now, um, I guess one word of caution, uh, you know, for anyone who's ever <laughs> listened to me, right. Is, um, you know, escapism is, is really cool, but it's also kind of dangerous. And so, you know, these tools and technologies are amazing. And I think they have a lot of potential to really help us achieve what it is that we value in our lives. And I just wanna help ground people around that, that, um, you know, as as you explore some of these technologies and, uh, and, and the like, please keep in mind what you truly care about um, because, I think a lot of this could very well be a slippery slope. And I just want to make sure that, you know, at, at the end of the day, people are happy with people are happy that people are good um, and with that, what, who like,
1: they are, with what they're doing. It, exactly. And if this is a part of it, wonderful.
2: I, I mean, I, I think that's great. Um, you know, I just, uh, I, I, I hate to see regret in someone's eyes because uh, they, they maybe didn't get around to something that they truly cared about.
1: And, and, and honestly, people, uh, Alan at Sentient Future is somebody who I definitely listen to about this stuff. And I think you should, too, because one of the, one of the things I'm very impressed with about you, and I I, I don't know if we're going to be able to get into it uh, too much right now, but we, we certainly should a little bit, is, again, your, your data you're collecting about yourself. And, and truthfully, dude, you're you're my canary in the coal mine when it comes to giving information to systems and like you're saying trying to create a digital copy of yourself as much as you know i am on social media and stuff it definitely i don't even have siri on i don't do any of that voice stuff i don't I'm, i'm trying to not necessarily integrate myself um but i am fascinated by it and i don't hold anything against anybody that's doing it but you're probably one of the furthest along in in doing it and i think this data collection is a big part of that um, and w- w- the other thought I had, I-, I had four notes here, dude, and there's no way I'm going to be able to get to all of those. We've, we've flown past those topics already, but the thing that I wanted to say is, um, for anybody that doesn't know who Jordan Peterson is, he is a, one of the greatest thinkers, modern thinkers of our time, in my opinion. And, um, he's from Toronto. He's been on the Joe Rogan podcast a bunch, but he says, a lot of good things, but he says a lot of people think freedom is the ability to sit on the couch and be like, "I'm free to do whatever I want right now," and then end up doing nothing because there's so many decisions to be made. And instead of doing what they really want to do, they just sit there and do nothing, being like, "I'm free, I'm free." And his whole thing is when you when you when you truly value something, you schedule it in, you make. Uh, You make a point to be like, no, it's noon, which means I'm at the gym lifting weights and because that's what's important to me. And it doesn't matter if I'm sick. It doesn't matter, whatever. Like, that's what's important to me. And he says that when you do that, it's funny enough that people who like freedom, you know, no schedule, no routine. But it's like in that you lose so much because you're not taking you're not truly valuing anything.
2: Yep, I, I 100% agree. That's uh, that that's a really great point to, to bring up. And I've had similar people you know, talk to me about the scheduling. That seems so rigid. That seems so like like my hands are tied. It's quite the opposite, right? It's mm-hmm. when, we're, when we're doing nothing, right? Or when we're not conscious of what we value and how we're spending our time, then there's this massive opportunity cost of happiness or fulfillment that we could have had um, had we you know, been intentional with with spending our time in that particular way. And it's that opportunity cost that you only realize after the fact, at the end of your life, um, that that you had. And it, it's one of those red flags, people, everyone left, right and center, I think is raising right now. And I think it needs to be done. It's, you know, that structure to a degree is freedom. Um, when you choose it for yourself.
1: I, that That's the most important part there. Uh, I was hoping you would say that um, because the big part with a lot of people is that they haven't chosen, you know, they might have chose this job that they're in right now, but maybe they didn't like the the, the career, the, the industry they got into originally. So every day is just like, yeah, whatever, it doesn't really matter what I'm doing. You know, I think I saw a Gary B video yesterday and it's just like, the reason you're not happy at work is because you're not doing the right thing. And if you were doing the right thing, to something that you wanted to do, you would love your work. You would love to go to work and do do all that stuff.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And for anyone who's listening, like, you can do it. You can absolutely yeah. do it,
1: right? <laughs> Future's doing it. Nick Diaz of Knots is doing it. Episode 128 today, dude. I am I can't even believe it.
2: Oh, you are just killing it. You're on fire. Um, thank you so much for your time. I, I know that we, we went on here about a whole bunch of different things, but I, I had the best time. I always have a great time chatting. Ah, that's what I like to
1: hear. If, if my guest has a good time, I always have a good time and I truly value uh, every time I get you on the air. You are, uh, you're an amazing thinker. And uh, I almost feel like I have guests on to help me, kind of explore these different parts of my mind, you know, because I, I feel like, like you, I like to think about everything and then find bridges between them. And uh, that can only happen when people are out there doing interesting, cool things. And let me tell the listeners out there, sentient future, alien, uh, Alan, I was going to call you alien future. Uh, <laughs> Alan at Sentient Future is doing some really cool stuff, not only um, with his scheduling of his time, but his Instagram is fascinating to go look at. You can't even believe somebody is going, is like doing all this work on themselves. But uh, again, it, it, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, somebody can do, you can do that? I'm sure there's so many people out there that, that will see your Instagram hopefully after this and be like, I didn't even know that was a, that was a thing. And maybe, maybe, you know, somebody will start um, optimizing their routine uh, after after hearing your, your words here. So, uh, my friend, it's always a pleasure. Um, I think the last time we talked was episode 100, right?
2: It was. And, and what an episode that was.
1: <laughs> Excuse me. For anybody that missed it, I had Alan and Positive Vibes, Osro Hepworth, oh my god, I'm, I shouldn't have started naming people. Uh, I can't remember yeah, be, anymore. Be, beast Within You. Beast K- Within You, thank you KT, so much.
2: I think uh, G-, G. Sherm was on there too, wasn't it? With, was G. Sherm on? Oh, no, no G. Sherm, uh, sorry,
1: Sherman on. Um, yes, uh, Crazy Asian, Asian. <laughs> Crazy Asian. And then KT was also in there, but then he got d- 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 disconnected. <laughs> um but dude i i always check out your instagram i don't always social audio is getting harder and harder for me to listen to as i find myself getting a little too uh wide with my with my reach right now i'm trying to do way too many different things and listening to things is kind of taking a hit because most of the things i'm working on require uh silence or me to record in silence so but I'm always checking your stuff out, dude, and I think everybody should check out your your anchor, your Instagram, and I have never been to sentientfuture.onuniverse.com.
2: Uh, yeah, don't uh, don't bother going there yet. <laughs> 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 you, you, you can, but for, but the anchor and Instagram are sort of where it's at right now. I'm just laying the foundation for some other stuff.
1: I, I love it. I love it, and that's the other thing I love to hear is that. You're not stopping here, man. You're not stopping here. It doesn't stop this podcast and sentient futures over. You'll be here tomorrow. You'll be here the next day, and you'll always be pushing that envelope. Tell people what you got going on in the near future and where they can find you.
2: Yeah, for sure. So, so I'm I'm sentient future on just about every platform, but uh, Anchor and Instagram are the main ones right now. And really, um, I'm, I guess I'm exploring this idea of measuring myself and measuring my context so that i can be that much more aware of it and make better decisions for it and really line that up with with what i value um and, and how i spend my time and the like and then helping other people do the same which is really what it's all about and uh so uh, with all that I'm, I'm i think transitioning from establishing this body of work so by the way i transcribed all the first uh, 35 episodes that's going to be an ebook and not too long, but I'm going to try try and figure out whether I want to do it more text or, or more visual. We'll we'll see. Easy, man. That is
1: crazy. I'll I'll
2: let you know how that goes. Please Um, keep me
1: in in, in the loop. And of course, if that audiobook ever comes to fruition, you've got to come back on and hype that shit up.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, well, one other kind of thing is, uh, my, so my wife is expecting, or well, we are expecting. Yeah. Um, that is so,
1: fantastic. Congratulations, my friend. Thank
2: you. Uh, I'm going to see if, in some capacity, I can maybe do some audio around that. The first anchor-based berth? I don't know.
1: Ooh, um, ooh, that, that, that would be crazy. I... I would listen to it and I don't even know what I'd be listening to, but I'm yeah. fascinated by that. I'm not so sure
2: if like, I'm going to cross that bridge, but I, it's, no, it's
1: all good. But even, even literally dude, even if you don't like, I'm just, I'm just talking off the top of my head. Who knows if you'll even know what your phone is on that day. But uh, uh, you know, if you're just like, Oh my God, it's about to happen right now. I can't talk, but I just wanted to say, I love you all or whatever. And you throw your phone and you go into the room that in itself is it, it's, it's all about capturing those moments in the process in your life. And um, just like our common friend Sherman on the crazy Asian in the shower, doing his shower talks <laughs> and, uh, and all that stuff and, and planet doing his uh, Walmart interviews. It's all about those unique experiences, those unique moments and uh, bringing your listeners and your followers uh, along for the ride with you. So, I mean, on top of all the work that you're doing for yourself, you're sharing it with everybody else. And I, for one, uh, truly appreciate that, dude.
2: You're on fire, man. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, loved it.
1: Woo! Send to your future, everybody. Go follow him on Instagram. And Anchor, of course. And if you don't have Anchor, you're sleeping. Go download Anchor right now. <laughs> Later, buddy.
0: <laughs> Take care.
2: Nick Dias of Knots, episode
0: 128, Anchor.fm, call i think that 's exa- yeah hey this is this is the Vicky with gypsy homestead and that 's exactly what i 'm saying because because you know your content kind of says it all it, it kind of it, it's about your day. It's about the things you find interesting. It's just things that that I wouldn't have found in. Inter- I I mean I, I I mean I'm not kidding you. I mean you know Matt Hughes was right here. I mean you know was a a, a family friend and and it just wasn't in our circle of things that was even interesting to me until after um well, until after he was hurt. I mean honestly I probably hadn't thought about him again in years. And uh, the same with the paintball. I mean. I love video games, but I just don't have the hand-eye coordination. I'm a groupie for everything, and I'm a good groupie. I would have been a roadie in the day. and uh, but, but what your station brings, or your podcast brings, is something you're not... I mean, it's just you, and it's very, very...
2: Hey, Nick, it's Alan with Sentient Future. I really liked your talk with KT about Anchor 3.0. One thing you brought up in particular was the ability now for us to add audio to previous episodes. And I know that you weren't a huge fan of that. You know, if it's published, let it go. I think KT did like it. I'm gonna weigh in on this from the perspective of someone who's creating, uh, I guess, a body of work. and. I think I do like it in the sense that as my thinking evolves around this intentional living framework, the the sentient worldview, uh, on these different topics that I can go back and I can add to those topics so that the episodes under those topics then become this living audio record of the, the thinking around them.
1: Yo, and Don, Nick Diaz of Nuts. Yo, what's good, bro? I just finished wrapping up listening to... Your interview with KT today, the new Anchor 3.0 update is fire, oh my god, I've been on Anchor literally all day, and my favorite part about the update is the fact that they put a little bit more focus on the listener, so it's a lot easier for me to
0: tune into you guys' at station now and listen to the content, bro, so fire, bro, keep doing your thing, and I look forward to hearing some more content, alright, peace. Nicky boy, what's up? It's
1: Osro here. Just wanted to let you know that I did the multi-call slash debrief with everyone, or not everyone, with a few people that participated in the Make Positivity Louder Challenge. And I just wanted to say thanks to you for suggesting it, for encouraging it, and putting maybe just a little bit of pressure by announcing it to the world. So I did it today. And I know Anchor just updated, so I'm not sure if I need to still uh, listen to it and curate it or if it's already up and ready to go. So maybe you can head on to my station and have a list or check to see if it's there or if I need to actually publish it. Um, I'm not sure how that part works, so any help you can give me, I would appreciate it. Thanks. Bye. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you to all the listeners who have sent me the call-ins using the revolutionary podcast app, Anchor.fm. First of all, Vicky, thank you for everything, including the kind, kind words, and also the honesty about the hand-eye coordination and video games. And it is still mind-boggling to me that you literally knew, or know, Matt Hughes, former two-time UFC champion, former baddest man on the planet... Oh my goodness, and I know both you and I are gnawing at the bit to get our hands on some paintball guns this spring and summer, and believe you me, my old Spider TL Plus gun is coming out of the garage, out of retirement this year, that is if I can get it back in working order, as it has been over a decade since I last fired it, Woo! Today's guest, Alan, at Sentient Future, sent me this call-in late last night, uh, which prompted our call today, but the the call-in has an interesting idea that um, uh, sparked something in me that I didn't have a chance to mention on the call with him, and that is, um, I'm so used to doing the full podcast experience, as as I've explained, you know, you put out the full thing, and you don't change it afterwards, but, and I'm still going to be doing that, but, I think Anchor is giving us a very new, unique opportunity to basically create a living, breathing podcast, as Sentient Future explained, or audio thought file folders, as I'm thinking of it, Um, so I could have one called Paintball, let's say. Kind of like an Instagram memory, if you will, and then uh, every time I say something about Paintball on on the podcast, I can add that clip to the Paintball playlist, if you will, and uh, that way, anybody that wants to only hear about, hear my content, the content I have done, but only specifically about a specific topic like paintball or, uh, or anything, I guess another one would would be MMA. Um, anybody could go listen to, you know, all of the things I've ever said about MMA, instead of having to go through all the different episodes, hoping that I'm talking about MMA. I can only imagine the content that people are going to be able to think of to put into these things. And I'm so excited for the future of this app now. As I said, I'm kind of over the shell shock of the changes. And uh, I'm now excited again for uh, the future of this app, the future of this podcast, and honestly the future of all of your podcasts because you all inspire me to do better on this podcast. You give me so many good ideas that I take either and mimic to the nth degree, or evolve the idea to something that I feel I can do or understand, and then uh, that's how we all get it out there. Awesome, guys. Fascinating conversation, I think. Um, Thanks again for the call today, brother. Always value my talks with Alan at Sentient Future. JM on the daily! Bringing the fire. Yes, 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 the new update is... Fire, and as I said on the call today, I and I just said I'm over the shell shock and I'm starting to love all the new features. And honestly, today's episode is again, I feel like I've evolved the podcast, I've evolved my process, and it's all due to the new features and stuff that Anchor has provided us. Uh, I just realized when you record over three minutes. The recording bar, it looks like you're about to finish at three minutes, and then when it goes to the next one, the next bar is a lot longer. So I think the next bar is an actual five full minutes. So uh but dude, JM, you are on my list of people to get on this show as I see you out there, I see you doing your thing, and I wanna know more. Uh I'll have my people call your people, how about that? <laughs> And uh, last, but oh so not least, is half of the Positivity Squad here on Anchor, my main man and yours, Mr. Aussie Ozzy, Ozzy, oi, 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 make positivity louder, Hepworth, who was the guest on episode 121, in which he went over his past year of literally 365 days and now counting of doing positivity posts on social media, mainly Instagram. And now he has started to recruit people, positivity people out there, and challenging them to do a week of positivity posts on their social media alongside him doing his. On that episode, episode 121, I offered him the idea that he should have all the challengers who complete the week come on to his podcast or anchor station and talk about their experience, and, uh, well, would you look at that? Ozzy pulled it off. You know, Oz, I I know we were talking offline about this, but I didn't even connect that this was what we were talking about. I thought you were just doing some call with some people, and uh, I'm so excited to listen to this podcast. This is going to be awesome. Make sure to let me know when you uh, push it out, and maybe I'll share a little bit of it on my social media as well. Woo! Woo! All the callers' um, social media details, I'm going to try to put them in the uh, podcast description of this episode, so go check that out. And uh, before I leave you all with the three songs for the faithful Anchor listeners, as that is the only way you get to listen to the full music tracks that I am spinning. Because this podcast, when you are on Anchor, it is more of a podcast radio show that I am putting together but when you're listening to it off the Anchor app, it is way more of a talking podcast. So I highly recommend downloading the free Anchor.fm app, as it is the hottest app right now. And you're sleeping if you don't have it. So uh, as usual, tomorrow is Saturday, which means, again, this is another reason you need the Anchor app. I will be putting together the Music 2 Game to playlist, podcast, available only on Anchor FM and Apple Music. So if you're on Apple Music, just search Nick Diaz of Knots and you will find me in all the episode playlists on there. And even, here's the benefit of following me on there, you will get access to the playlist as I am creating them the night before or sometimes the week before, depending on when I'm inspired to do it. My awesome knot compilation video is coming along and should be up within a week or so on my YouTube. Just Google Nick Diaz of Knots YouTube and you will find it. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Lemur, Apple Music, and Steam. If you are on any of these platforms, please add me, follow me, favorite me, whatever it is, and let's connect. Especially if you are on Steam, the um, game, the PC gaming platform on your computer it's free and there are free games available for you to start playing right now if you so choose and they're decent games and there are cheap games as well that are still very very good in multiplayer games the game i just downloaded last night is called counter strike source and it is an oldie but a goodie i didn't even think people were still playing this game and i ended up wrecking it's been a decade since i played i mentioned it on the show yesterday and i had to download it last night so i will be posting some videos of that in the future But if you have Steam, or if you want to game with Nick Diaz of Knots, download Steam and add Nick Diaz of Knots as a friend, and we will get to some gaming. Alright, this is the second episode I've published using the Anchor version 3, and uh, gotta say, I'm becoming more and more impressed with everything I can do here. What are your thoughts on the new update? What are your thoughts on this podcast's new format with the new episode intro, and the Colin intro.
0: Hmm? Hmm?
1: So easy to do now with the new online dashboard to make... So make sure you go in and experiment. Get your hands dirty, people. This is your podcast. Doesn't even... Don't even think about being scared, you amazing, inspiring Gary Vee following homies. Stay tuned if you are on anchor for three songs to set your weekend on fire. Otherwise, stay tuned tomorrow for the music to game to, and I will see you next week for another amazing week of the Nick Diaz of Knots Podcast. Later, homies.